Hey everyone and welcome to this week's Monday Memo. Now quite recently I had a fantastic opportunity, maybe the opportunity of a lifetime to take part in a project which was to edit the first textbook I believe that's out there on finance business partnering. And the reason why that was so exciting is because about three years ago I wrote my own book. It wasn't much of a textbook, more of an individual's journey on how to add value with better business partnering. So, so I jumped at it and the reason why I, I felt I wanted to get involved in that project is that business partnering I feel is one of the keys to unlocking value creation on the part of finance and organisations. It's that bit where we come out from behind our desks, go and engage with the business, leverage our visibility across various parts of the organisation, access the data, um, our ability to turn that data into something that makes sense for our organisations and be that sort of sparring partner and trusted advisor they're looking for. So this textbook's title is Create Value as a Business Partner. And in it, it's got so many practical models that actually help us turn what's essentially a, an intangible concept, value creation, and makes it more workable in our finance worlds. So, you know, I, there are many models in there, but the one I like the most it actually was near the start of the book. Uh, because I'm quite numbers driven and it actually is in a sense deconstructs the net present value formula now for those watching the video I share it with you now and uh, for those listening to the podcast I'll explain it best I can so we all start with net present value which is the residual income for the shareholder and that can be deconstructed in two ways you've got the free cash flows that go back to the shareholders and also the risk of the business or the equity risk and this is an often overlooked risk that I believe if we tackle it with better compliance and controls then we can go a long way to actually creating more value. Now the thing is in finance we've got such a great history of preserving value that's why we're so good at developing strong control procedures and compliance and ensuring that the business is operating in accordance with those rules hence such an excellent requirement for external orders but also having an internal audit departments and um, how do you say the best in breed of uh, sharing our, our thoughts and knowledge on what works well let's say in accounts receivable or accounts payable or even how to optimize what we do in the general ledger to enhance those control processes and we can break those risks down across operating risks um, so that comes back to business strategy as well as competitive risks in the market Liquidity risks are very important, particularly in smaller organizations that actually might be quite profitable, yet running out of cash flow. So the, the lifeblood of the business, lifeline of the business is disappearing. And also what we know quite well is financial risk. So our ability to leverage debt and equity markets, but also um, our perceived ability to go and meet those expectations as well. Then let's go back to the free cash flow element. Uh, the model or the diagram breaks it down across a number of different dimensions and for me the way i look at this is you know, this is a textbook so it's not your 10 euro 10 dollar type book it's got a lot of meat in there in terms of you should really be looking to get a return on investment for it and i feel this is the area where you're going to get a lot of return because it tells you where to look where to deconstruct value creation within the organizations so those free cash flows obviously just two main elements there uh, one is growing the business, growing your cash flows, growing your top lines, your margins, 
uh, adjusting discounting policies, looking at ratios of your various costs, the turnover. Uh, then you've got another deconstruction element on the tax. People miss this. The tax rates on our financing or on the operations of the business. Uh, networking capital. This is the area I find, particularly a lot of medium-sized organizations, that's definitely not optimized. So looking at your turnover of inventory, your debtor days, as well as creditors, and making sure we're at least getting what we should be getting from our suppliers and our customers in terms of meeting those terms. And there's always an opportunity, if we're doing well, uh, to go and renegotiate them. Also, are we getting the best out of our fixed assets? Uh, and then finally, looking at some of our interest rates which is the sort of financing cost of the business and around the free cash flows as well. So look, um, this is why I love this model because in its effect, it's a map. It's, it's where you can go look and identify a value creation opportunity. This turns finance, as I said, from that uh, source of preserving and safeguarding assets to actually getting more out of them. And just because our performance doesn't come through like, like it does in sales, for instance, where we see our results in our in, the, in driving up higher sales numbers or booking numbers, doesn't mean that we can't add value. So this is a really great map, really great model for identifying, and that's probably why it's my favorite one in the book. So look, I hope you found this episode useful. If you did, please remember to share it with your friends and colleagues and subscribe. We're on all the major platforms, iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and YouTube. And really appreciate you investing your time with us today. So until next time, take care of yourselves, and let's keep on building our strength in the numbers.